0: Welcome to Sunday Social Unborn Davis and with you for the next hour right through to 8 o'clock. Thank you, thank you to everyone who sent in gifts, cakes and flowers last week for the 200th episode. I love you all. Uh, This is show number 201 of Sunday Social. As always, I'd love you to text me on 3920, keyword live. That'll pop up right in front of me. Tweet me, at Vaughan Davis, or you can even Vero me. Mmm, Vero, what's that? We'll talk about that a little bit later on with Paul Brislin, as well as my new best artificial friend. First, though... filling stadiums with tens of thousands of spectators and top teams are competing for prizes worth millions all without ever getting up off their bums eSports sees teams of video gamers play against each other either streamed on the internet or at live venues and New Zealand will soon have its own eSports facility right here at Sky City in Auckland. John McRae is Managing Director of Let's Play Live and Vice President of the New Zealand eSports Federation. Welcome to Sunday Social. Thanks Vaughan, thanks for having me on today. So let's go the 101. eSports, what exactly are they?
1: Uh, esports is uh, essentially competitive video gaming. Competitive video gaming has been around since the days of Pong, uh, from the late seventies. Um, as uh, computers have got faster and graphics have improved, uh, so has the quality of games. Uh, esports itself is the competitive side of, of an open industry, and the video gaming industry itself these days is actually larger than movie and in- movie entertainment. I've, I've I've heard that statistic, or well, that that story being banged out a couple of times in
0: the last few years. So so, where where is the money flowing in the video game industry? Just from people, just from people buying video games, or or is it bigger than that?
1: Yeah, e- even the, the the format of games have changed as well. So traditionally it was uh, uh, based on tapes and the Ataris, people just buying a traditional uh, game. Uh, now it's more related around a lot of free games uh, with microtransactions, uh, buying up to buy. Uh, I guess accessories for uh, for the, the items in game. Right, so if I'm
0: in a, a fighting game I can play it for free but if I want uh, a particularly fancy gun or a, a nice looking uniform I've got to pay real money for that, right?
1: Yeah, well, a uh, uh, fighting game is probably the wrong wrong example but uh, for that you would pay for a traditional download or, or a disc uh, for more of a lot of online multiplayer games uh, a lot of transactions and to, to, to jump ahead, back in our day i'm 40 now so i'm I'm getting old when it comes to esports we would have cheats um, to get ahead uh, when playing a game now uh, you can level up by buying an additional item or buying some powers that will get you further ahead in terms of the competition level
0: okay so people all over the world are playing these games and they're always online and they're the games are always online and they're always they always involve playing with other people who are not necessarily necessarily in the same room eSports kind of turns that into a competitive event so sort of describe for me how that works
1: uh, Well I guess there's uh, different types of games when you're looking at eSports, it's just very much when you look at sports, um, there's many different uh, disciplines within sport so sport, you've got rugby, you've got uh, baseball, you've got uh a- Uh, basketball uh, it's probably a good example to start with uh, basketball NBA 2k which is one of the biggest title sports sims in the world Uh, the NBA have now started the NBA 2k league uh, which has uh, last count I saw 17 uh, franchises from the NBA uh, drafting their own teams to play in that league Uh, so it's traditional competitive games, you know, team A versus team B, whether it's on an individual level in a fighting game or whether it's on a team-based game uh, from League of Legends through to uh, Rocket League. uh, There's just an enormous variety of different video games. And like any competitive activity, um, people put the time in to be the best And those that are the best are rewarded for their time, and and that is becoming a significant amount of money these days. Uh, Dota 2 competition, which is an annual event, last year uh, the prize pool for that was 26 million US dollars. 26 million US
0: dollars for being really good at video games, And, and and that's that's kind of up there. So just paint a picture for me playing at home as an individual, uh, you know, a person is sitting in front of a screen and they're, you know, they can see the other characters, avatars or whatever in, in the game and they play against them. Mm-hmm. In eSports, you bring people together to largely to, as teams to do that. So so describe what might happen there.
1: Um, well, you know, you're right to say that it's, it's people playing home alone in some cases, but the reality is they're paying with millions of people online League of Legends. 110 million people pay that per month. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so 110 million people per month are playing the game League of Legends.
1: That's correct. And uh, so uh, uh, I'll use Rocket League as an example. You can have a team of three or uh, individual play. Those team of three people, maybe, and from a New Zealand point of view, may be located one in Auckland, one in Cargill, uh, one in Chrysler. Not Street. in eSports, though. This is eSports. So, yeah. So. yeah.
0: So why do you need a facility like this to bring people together then? Um,
1: I guess it comes down to performance and competitive play. So uh, just the general speed of light means that uh, it's a lot. The internet's a lot faster, and the reflect uh, uh, reaction time of players is a lot better. So you get the best of the best when you have a studio environment like this. Um, and the other thing is that people in esports and video gaming want to get together. It's incredibly social. It uh, was. I think a piece in one of the publications here, only this week, that uh, a couple met online and got married as a result of playing Call of Duty Online. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have friends who are able to connect with their brothers and mates over in the UK. Um, they get online and play a game, and they chat. So it's a very social activity. So let's take it
0: back to the, the competitive level, which is what you're enabling, um, you know, here at Let's Play Live at at, at Sky City, this is this is more about bringing two teams together. So it's usually two teams, right, head-to-head in, yeah, a, yeah. in, a, Traditionally, in so a physical location.
1: That's correct. Um, uh, to get to that stage, we might have up to 100 teams who are competing online to get to the point where they're the top eight. Uh, and then we'll run a, a traditional Swiss league or a, a double brackets to get to you know the top. I don't know what either
0: of those things mean. <laughs>
1: What's uh, what's the Swiss League, and is this
0: is sort of like a tennis tournament playoff yeah, or something, yeah, very right? Much,
1: very much like that. And uh, <laughs> so, at, the, at that stage, we bring those guys together and, and bring them into a studio environment that allows us to essentially uh, broadcast it live. You know, whether it's with one of the broadcasters here in New Zealand, like Sky Sport, or whether that's online through our channels like Twitch and YouTube. So, so a lot of people listening will, will f-
0: kind of probably, if they're not familiar with this. Be finding this a bit hard to believe you, you're bringing people into a studio getting them to play video games and there is an audience for people watching people playing video games so tell me about that worldwide and how that's developed in the in the scale of it
1: yeah sure well, look uh esports is uh, although video gaming has been around for a while, it's, it's a pretty recent phenomenon and it was really sparked through the 1997 financial crisis. That's uh, that's weird. How, how, how did that come about? Um, I, I guess someone within the Korean government decided that they wanted to invest in fibre rather than roads and the rollout of fibre within South Korea sparked essentially the birth of esports. Uh, So, um, Because they could,
0: and and because some of them were unemployed, I guess.
1: um, Well, I mean, fibre, uh, gaming is one of the the biggest drivers of adoption of fibre. Um, You know, people want to be able to play quicker and quicker. Um, But that saw um, a very healthy esports scene develop in Korea with the the launch of 24-hour gaming channels on TV, saw uh, stadiums fill up with 40,000 people. Um, I heard heard that, and that's probably
0: worth pausing on that because that's – that's kind of the one stat that sticks in my head this was the um south korean national football stadium right mm-hmm. and they got six kids on a stage with some computers in the middle of the what would have been the soccer pitch mm-hmm. big screens so you could see what they were playing and 40,000 people paid money turned up ate their popcorn and, and, and watched them play video games
1: um uh, yeah it's quite phenomenal and and that the number continues to grow us and uh sh- Beijing, November last year, I attended the League of Legends uh, Worlds, World Champs, uh, which so, is...
0: So League of Legends is kind of a, uh, at first glance, it looks kind of old school, two-dimensional, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons put on a screen, to, to the casual observer. Is that how you just, you know, describe it to yeah, someone it's a,
1: listening? It's a, it's a fantasy game. It's very much like uh, Paintball or Capture the Flag, uh, two teams competing. Except, uh, except with potions. magic
0: spells and potions. That's right, and yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and just like a trading card game back and some of the younger viewers um, or listeners uh, maybe have played in the past. Uh, So there's professional leagues that uh, run in most of the major regions in the world, Oceania, uh, US, UK, um, uh, China, and each, each of those teams compete uh, to get to the world, so that's that's the pinnacle. And the price pool for that last year was five million US dollars. And at the stadium in Beijing, i uh, was one of one of ten attendees out of fifty thousand people. And this was the Olympic stadium used for um, Olympics a few years back there. And it would have been double that if the stage hadn't taken up half the stadium. And 101 million up to 101 million people watched that live online at its peak viewership. Uh, when it's been broadcast. So
0: t- tell me, who are the, you'll you know this because you're a media guy, right? So tell me, who are the people who are watching uh, eSports online?
1: Um, look, it, 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 everyone thinks it's young kids, um, but it's the average age of a gamer in New Zealand, for instance, is around 34 years old, likely been professional, university educated, uh, ranges from, at the end what they're into you know someone who's into GT, gt sport which is a racing game would be very similar to someone who's into the v8s in fact we have former uh well professional race car drivers winning those competitions that we're running oh that's cheating it's not cheating because uh the uh i guess it's just very much a crossover from uh the real world to the virtual world but they have the same skills <laughs> So professional race
0: car drivers occasionally play the racing games. Tell me about the professional gamers themselves, the ones at the, 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 the top of their field. You've seen guys a few times. Are
1: they all guys? Uh, no, no, uh, they're not. And probably the best example of that is the National uh, High School League that we run, which is a League, League of Legends-based competition uh, that runs basically from schools through from the to the far north. Uh, and unlike traditional sport, where you have some barriers like gender, um, and rural uh, versus urban, and uh, if, and if this, ethnically to a degree based on people's physicality, uh, we have small female teams competing in that competition, mixed gender teams, and also all male. And in our finals or mid-year finals last year, there was a female player in, the, in, in one of the teams. So how big is it? So we'll we'll talk about
0: uh, let's play in, in some detail after after the ad break, but. In, in New Zealand, how big is the whole idea of uh, online gaming?
1: Um, well, uh, research uh, from a couple of points uh, that we've seen, uh, one from a digital New Zealand report released by the Interactive Gaming Entertainment Association, they put the number around a million people actively involved or watching esports in New Zealand. So going back to the So number. actively involved or watching? Yes. And and watching's a big part of it. 40% of people who um, watch a game probably don't play it. Um, it's just general interest and they like seeing that skill level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, their numbers suggest that 68% of people play video games of some type. And that may be a game like Call of Duty or NBA 2K. Or, 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 or even something banal like Candy Crush on your exactly, phone, right? Exactly. And, and look, there's competitions based around that as well. <laughs> There are? Uh, there are. Yeah, there are. And um, uh, so that's that's one number. Uh, another number that um, uh, is, is a very good uh, yardstick is from Gemba. Uh, Gemba consult to groups like NRL, the Warriors, uh, Cricket Australia, and uh, <coughs> their numbers put in regards from rugby, using rugby as comparison, uh, participation rates of gaming viewership audience around a million as well. So they're very similar numbers coming through, uh, the big thing that gaming has to its advantage to you know, New Zealand's national pastime and love uh, rugby is that um, I think rugby sits around 125,000 players um, there's 750,000 people who are actually playing on a competitive level in esports in New Zealand and that's growing exponentially each year
0: And one of the ways that is going to grow is through the uh, the higher profile I guess it's going to get through what you're doing, uh, doing here at Sky City and we'll, we'll have a bit of a look around after the break, huh? Sounds great. Hey, talking to uh, John McRae from Let's Play Live. Back soon.
2: It's Sunday Social.
0: Welcome back to Sunday Social. We're in uh, Auckland Sky City Casino and Andy's Restaurant, which, if uh, you're around, is a very good place for chicken wings. Just saying. I'm with John McRae from Let's Play Live and. Uh, we're about to go through the tunnel to what used to be the tunnel to a bar at the bottom of the Sky Tower. But, John, let's just step through here. It's a little bit quieter. It's a little bit of a building. Well, there's a bit of building activity going on.
1: Um, what are you creating here? Um, I guess this is a tunnel, as any, any sport has, uh, into our main arena. And down here, we have, I guess it's our Hall of Fame
0: to a degree. Um, yeah, so I'm looking in the cabinets, and there's, there's it's like a history of gaming. There's... Uh, what, that's a PlayStation Portable, right? Or PlayStation that's Mini? Right, that's right. Really early PlayStation. Yeah. There's fluffy toys from uh, from games. There's, uh, oh, there's Call of Duty. There's Xbox games. What is that? There's a There's a computer that looks like uh, a boy racer's car, lit up with with neon. Yep. So this this leads into what it is you're
1: making. So what are you making here? Um, I guess we're providing a, a platform for professional esports players in New Zealand to to come and compete. Uh, it's uh only part of um i guess the full facility that we have uh we'll be walking through soon we're showing you uh production suite mcr which is our master control room but in addition to the main uh playing studio we will also have a 700 seat theater where we run an esports event as well uh and when the community convention center opens in two years uh we have access to a 3000 seat theater. so really sort of Setting ourselves up for growth of eSports.
0: sports Yeah, so we, we had a bit of a look around uh, earlier. So let's just go into one of the um, one of the the, the playing rooms of like first. So around the base of the Sky Tower, we've got how many how many team playing rooms, John? Two or three?
1: Uh, we've got three three uh, player rooms, and uh, each of the rooms is set up with uh, dedicated um, PC stations. Yeah. Um, but we also have uh, uh, consoles, uh, we have currently set up in this room, PlayStations.
0: So we're just stepping into one now, and it's a sort of a semi-circular room, because we are in the Sky Tower. And along uh, a long sort of curved desk there's, there's five computer monitors, each of which is hooked up to a PlayStation. There's a bunch of those fancy chairs that you teen- they kind of look like racing car chairs that your teenage son uh, wants for Christmas but isn't having. Uh, and, and tell me what happens in here.
1: Uh, Well, this is very much set up for uh, uh, Team teams and teams come in range from five players through to down to two players uh, for a competition (coughs) And this is I guess team a this room so we have uh, again the three three playing rooms uh, two of the rooms are for competition and one is for practice
0: right so there's so there's one team one team will be playing uh, as a team inside a playstation or uh, pc or xbox game and in another room very close together so the internet latency is low and the speed is high is the other team they're playing against
1: uh, that's correct. In fact, they, uh players in this facility won't be playing on the internet. They play their uh, LAN. Uh, oh,
0: on, on a local yeah. network, yeah. which is which is super fast. And
1: and you you think that
0: you know a hundredth of a second uh, <laughs> delay because you know you're using the internet across town wouldn't matter. But my own experience with my teenage sons is that's the worst thing in the world.
1: Uh, it's everything. It's everything. And. Uh, uh you know we've uh, been through the munitions of running competitions online and you just don't see the skill level that you can and uh, just that millisecond can be the edge so this is this is a broadcast facility
0: this is a sports broadcast facility like <laughs> like any other sporting facility so in addition to the playing rooms you've got um commentary and uh sort of sideline commentary rooms so we, we step into one of those and Tell, tell me, as we go, what a broadcast might might look and sound like. What do we, we see from uh, from beginning to end?
1: Sure. Um, I, I guess you just look at it as traditional sport. Um, so we're just walking around the corridor here uh, into our... Uh, commentators, you know, so it could be Jeff Wilson or someone else sitting here, Um, rather than commentating rugby, they'll be uh, sitting here commentating about the game that we're playing at the time.
0: Yeah, so we're we're in a, I guess it looks like a standard but small TV studio, there's a a lovely round glass table in the uh, the middle, a bunch of headsets with boom mics, just like a a rugby commentator might use, Uh, three large LCD screens and a green screen behind that, so you can project all sort of stuff onto that. So I tune in to a League of Legends uh, match broadcast, what do do I see? How does it play out?
1: Um, Well, uh, I guess, like anything, the the commentators are introducing the game, um, and then while the the teams get ready for the match, they'll go through, um, I guess, uh, about the team, the player build-ups, the history, the so forth. So, again, just like like a rugby match? Very much so, very much so. Um, (coughs) Unlike, I guess, traditional sport, the game itself is the playing field. And the playing field is quite extensive, and a lot of the uh, the graphics and the imagery and footage you're seeing... Come it's all built is, in. Yeah, it's driven by the game. Yeah. And... and so
0: we'll use League of Legends as an example, which which is sort of I um, I don't know the Dungeons and Dragons um, spell casting capture the flag sort of game. Uh, how, how long does a does a game last, and how is it, is it broken up into quarters, or how does it, how does it work?
1: Uh, League of Legends, uh, well it's usually best of three. It can be played best as one, but traditionally played as best of three in this region. Uh, and a game can go anywhere from 25 minutes through to 50 minutes uh, per game. So you have a series, which is three games. Uh, so you're looking up to a three-hour broadcast. That's quite a lot, isn't it? So, so as a, but, but games of
0: variable length, that's, that's a sort of a tricky thing for a broadcaster, isn't it? Because rugby, you know, it's going to be, you know, a certain amount of time plus overtime. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is really more suited to digital or sort of pay-per-view than it is to, you know, free-to-air broadcast that has to be scheduled, right? Uh,
1: it's good as cable products, because you, know, you have some flexibility on the broadcast window. Uh, online's easy. Um, you broadcast as long as you need to broadcast. Um, but not all games are of that length and we can cut down to an hour broadcast window, so that's great for free to air television. So we're in a, we're in a casino, uh,
0: which is also an entertainment venue, of course. Um, the obvious question is, is can you bet on this and do people bet on this around the world?
1: Um, uh, well, the answer is yes. Not in New Zealand. Uh, it's not recognised as sport in New Zealand. So under current legislation, it's it's not taken um, as bidding for TAB Australia. It is legal to take betting uh, on esports. Um, just like to point out that the studio itself is an all-ages facility. It's very much like doing a Sky Tower jump or um, being one of the school groups coming through. Um, but. Uh, it's not something we've seen here at this point. So let, let's talk about the the, the main live
0: stu- or the the larger live studio across the way there in the convention centre. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about that. So this is people are going to come in, maybe pay money to sit in a stadium, and and watch other people play games, right?
1: Uh, yep. It's just we're going to the rugby game, or going to the darts, or uh, going to a live boxing match. Uh, it's it's all about contest and competition, and supporters supporting whether their mates or their uh, their idols or their team. Well, pe- people really do get
0: behind this these teams. I mean, one of my sons is a Cloud Nine fan, which is one of the you know the I think they just they just won big a couple mm. of days ago, mm. and he's got the supporter gear. You know, he's got the Cloud Nine mouse mat and bits and pieces, but also a jacket. He sits there in the jacket watching this team you know play a game.
1: Ten thousand kilometres away. It's it's it, it. feels weird, you know. Um, well, not really. When you look at through a lens of sport, and, yeah. Uh, when you know, in the past, you know, kids were growing up, they wanted to be a rugby player, um, professional rugby player, a professional football player, and the stats are agree that 80% of kids want to grow up and be a professional esports player. God help us. Um, <laughs> so so um, I get the feeling this
0: is an almost finished facility. You know, there's a guy in the corridor there with an electric screwdriver. Um, it doesn't feel quite live. When, when's, the, when's the first big event? When do you go live? When, uh, when's something going to
1: happen? Yeah, so our first date is uh, February 15th, and uh, that's uh, CSGO, which is uh a classification of the shooter. Uh, so two teams of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, unique to esports. The- oh, CS Counter-Strike, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. I've heard of it. It doesn't conduct... Come play Counter-Strike? I believe it's Call of Duty. Oh, was he yeah. cool of, I was close.
0: I was yeah. in the ballpark.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we, one, of, one of the great things about that game is that we can uh, run a lot of the games remotely but also broadcast uh, from a TV perspective. Um, when it gets further into the games, then we fly... Th- players and the teams and for the semi-finals and the finals. So we're players coming from Australia, um, players here from New Zealand
0: as well. Wow, well, exciting times. Hey, John McRae from uh, Let's Play Live at Sky City, thanks so much for showing us around and best of luck. Okay,
1: thanks very much Vaughan thanks to your listeners.
0: It's Sunday Social,
2: an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughn Davis.
0: Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with you through till 8 o'clock and that interview with uh, Let's Play Live will be available right after the show at radiolive.co.com NZ, under Shows and Sunday Social, or if you're a podcast fan trying to make your way through The Commute, it's available on the Apple iTunes Store as well. Big welcome now, though, to Mr. Paul Brislam. Welcome to the show.
2: Kia ora. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. I, I was excited. I was excited uh, earlier this week mm. in a kind of a nostalgic way. Well, I'll put it this way. Mr. Anderson, <laughs> one of these lives has uh, a future.
2: The other... Does not. You've been taking the blue pill. I I have been
0: taking the blue pill. And so has Nokia, Nokia, or whoever seems to own the intellectual property rights Uh, to Nokia these days. Mm. Um, They are bringing back, I didn't know it
2: was called this, the Nokia 81 him. I used to have one. Did you? I did. It was. I. I didn't have the eighty-one ten. I had the seventy-one ten, which was. Um. It was a thing of beauty. A little sort of banana-shaped phone with a with a with a um a sliding cover over the keys. Exactly. That's the beast. Oh my gosh! It was good. It was the finest phone. I used to stop press conferences with it because people would say, "What is that? It looks so good."
0: Yeah. Well, it was made famous. It was made famous in the Matrix movie. I this just thought this, you had a cold. This, no. This this was the phone the Minister Anderson. <laughs> no. This is the. Yeah, this is the phone that um, Keanu Reeves as, yep. as Neo would uh, would you know would call
2: the Matrix people. I'm running. Out of <laughs> You're Matrix running. Now. Um, you've crossed the line. He called, called Tank for an extraction. Called Tank for an extraction. You haven't watched it lately, have you? I haven't it. stands it. up well, except of course the bandwidth requirements for transporting a human being in and out of the Matrix would probably exceed well, you've, you've, a GSM 5 the mess. Yes. So they're
0: bringing. Their phone back that doesn't do anything apart from <laughs> your phone calls uh, yeah. enable you to do text messages and of course play snake which i'm not even sure was actually as popular as we made out no no in
2: the 90s, mm, yeah
0: no as they as said so I'm, I'm. I don't know. i do not know.
2: I think if I if I were a, you know um, a tragic hipster, yep. I might you support one. I well look. I would. I would absolutely go out and have a look for one. I wasn't impressed with the earlier retro phone they launched the thirty one ten because that was boring.
0: Well, this is what this is what I want to talk about. Mm. So last year, Nokia brought back the candy bar phone, the indestructible five battery, uh, five days battery life. 3310 the beastie yes uh, which was even less of a you know capable phone yeah yeah but here's my question
2: mm. have you seen one no never there you go never in the flesh there you go no. and
0: we see lots of things i
2: yeah i've got two eyes and neither of them have seen a phone that's right like so that? no. so
0: all hype and no banana phone no trousers um, not
2: yet so let's let's, let's, well, let's hope this one works because it not only is it uh a bright yellow phone but um it also finally, comes in black oh oh boring well neo no, did get, not have a yellow one he did not no no he mine was mine was a, green was a shot green beastie that um changed color as you moved it around it was, oh, it was very funky Ooh, not green yet. and purple if, yes. if you're listening
0: i am very keen to try one Send Absolutely. it to the usual address or or you could just uh you could just connect with me on vero oh and yoh, you and your social media so have you had to play with it I haven't had a play. Is so, anybody on it? So, well, the, let's just backtrack a little bit. Um, some of you may know Vero as a... Uh, uh, an insurance company. An insurance company on mm. Shortland Street. Uh, well, headquartered on Shortland Street in Auckland. Uh, the, the, the the corporate comms team at Vero would have been wondering why their media mentions this week have been going through <laughs> the roof. And... and The reason for it is, um, I guess what you call a, I don't know, a a, a sexy rebooted rebooted alternative to Instagram called Vero has suddenly, and kind of inexplicably, and I don't know why, Mm. uh, become wildly popular, number one on the Apple App Store, number one I think on the Android App Store, uh, and it's actually
2: been out since 2015. Uh, it has. It's been out for quite a while, and uh, it is. And I'm not an Instagram fan, so I don't know what it does that Instagram doesn't. But it's it's certainly caught on, particularly apparently among uh, male millennials who um, make up more than half of the users. That's me. Oh, no, That's, oh, I mean, this uh, shirt is probably well, old possibly millennial. millennial. Oh, I don't know. That's more I think of a, it's quite yeah, an old a hipster
0: shirt. So um, I've, yes. I've I've had a bit of a play. Uh, I downloaded it uh, a few days ago when it first suddenly went. <laughs> All over New Zealand uh, social media. Right. And it feels like Instagram, with a couple of modifications. Firstly, there's no um, algorithm. So, what you see oh, is what you get. So, yes. everything is chronological. And that's been a big um, that's a criticism, right, Yeah, Instagram and, and certainly um, Facebook. Facebook, users. yes. There is no advertising and never will be. So this right. is the opposite promise to Facebook. Facebook promise, free and it always will be, therefore yep. there will be ads. That's this right. is- there is no advertising, and it never will be. So, what's so, the flip side to yeah, that? We
2: might have to charge you something that's exactly for the right. use. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: And really nice. Um, you know, as a marketing guy, uh, I think this is quite clever. Mm. They say the first million people get it for free. Ah, hence perpetuity. the drive. I think WhatsApp was like that as well. I think that's right. Um, yeah, that's very cunning. I like and, that. And, and everyone's falling over themselves to sign up to Vero, get you know, get their name uh, and uh, it becomes and get tweeting and posting. So far, I've only I've only seen three people I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, two, um, three, maybe. Mr. Ben Gracewood uh, and uh, and Mr. Lance Wiggs. Well, so you know, thought leaders both. So clearly, thought leaders um, to a man. Yes. Yeah, so at the moment, my my Vero feed is very uh, is very masculine. Vero thi- true social. Things, I'll download it now and see yeah. if I can get in. Other things, uh, other things. Well, you might not get in because it's been swamped. It's been absolutely overwhelmed. And as I say, I don't know quite why it's suddenly popular because no. it's been out for 2000 you know since 2015 and suddenly it's gone bananas um but they've got a few things you know lined up to, to get them revenue obviously you know the subscription i don't know how much that'll cost because i'm one of the first million uh, um, listen to you
2: but commerce is built right in so in the menus there there is order or buy or whatever so okay you, so they can monetize it without needing to charge a fortune to the users that's so that's right. quite so good so
0: if i do a you know a, a picture of my lovely orange ballpoint pens that i'm going to manufacture yep. um i can i Shazam. can hit the buy button right. right in there and, and they, they close that end-to-end commerce look cute i like so, that so you know other social networks have come and gone in the last ten years, including, you know, a couple of notable attempts like Google. Fellas. Yep. Um, oh, bless. Who's to say that Vero won't make it?
2: Do you think we've reached peak peak social media? We've we got enough options out there.
0: Uh, I, I don't think we've reached peak social media. I think we may well have reached peak Facebook. That's a whole other. Well, that is. Facebook, yes, I think we may have reached because they. I think they're. Monthly average users in the U.S. Uh, last year, or their last reporting season, hmm. uh, dropped from $146 million to $145 million, Right, and it's right. the first time since, you know, Zuck sat in his pyjamas yep. and did a, a, a the to idea to rate, rate ladies, <laughs> yeah. um, that's the first time it's ever dropped, so yes. we might have reached uh, peak Facebook and people are looking for other alternatives, and Vero may well be one of those. Who knows? Hey, um, did you get my email, um, or did you get an email yesterday from my personal assistant? I Amy? did. Amy sent me an email, and did I was quite you? confused because right, you know well.
2: usually your assistants don't return my calls, so yeah. it's, it's quite good. well.
0: They're well trained. Um, I have signed up to an artificially intelligent personal assistant called Amy. She's also available as Andrew, but for some reason they assumed that I'd want the Amy. Well, and you did, like, didn't you? I asked, yeah, well, I, I just. What this is, and the web address is x dot ai, which is you know short of nothing else. <laughs> it's an artificial intelligence platform hmm. that hooks into your emails, right, and hooks into your calendars. So yes. it talks to Apple calendars yep. or Google, Google calendars, calendars or whatever, or Outlook you got. calendars, oh. and a few other things like that. I don't talk to Outlook calendar. Well, some people do. Well, okay. and The idea is, I email you, say, Paul, um, let's meet next week, and I yep. CC Amy, and And she does all that. Amy can see my calendar and says, hey, Paul, uh, Vaughan can meet, you know, on Tuesday at 10 or Wednesday at at 7, and he he likes this cafe. How about it? How about it? she does all that stuff with you, and I don't have to (laughs) bother.
2: And once you agree to it, she makes a meeting request. So if I have an Amy, will she talk to my Amy, and they'll just arrange a play date for themselves and one for us as well, and we we won't even be involved? We won't even have to go. Oh, see, now that's the best kind of that meeting is the invite. the best kind of meeting. Our, yeah, yeah. Our,
0: our artificially intelligent agents will just um,
2: translate our Calendar to calendar. But isn't that... That is quite... Well, it's quite useful because I do spend an awful lot of time trying to juggle uh, organising meetings with a group of people who... Can and can't meet on Tuesday, but yeah, yes, I not at 10. Yeah, I don't know it does, does it with groups. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's, group, that's groups, the answer. groups, I use something
0: called Doodle, which yeah, is yeah, a Doodle is of great.
2: collaborative calendar planning thing. Go in here and put in your details. Yeah. yeah but, but it's very Amy, manual.
0: Amy does it all in a very human voice, mm. very conversational. She is a bit long-winded, and to be honest, um, you know, they promise at x.ai, which is where you can get Amy and sign up to her now, um, they promise that over time she'll get better. Right. And, yeah, and, yep. and she'll learn and, and not have to ask you so many questions. At the moment, though, She's a bit it's tedious. probably taking more emails between me and her and you and her and her and me yeah, yeah. to arrange a meeting than it would if it was just the two of us. Right. But I think it'll get there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down so it's I, like
0: an intern. You've got to train her up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and be respectful to her. Exactly. Um, the... Only thing to bear in mind is you're giving over your calendar Access, and yes. your emails to whoever the, <laughs> X. the hell X <laughs> is.
2: And it could um, be an AI. They're, they're, they're in Russia. Russia's a... It's,
0: it's perfectly no, they're not. They're in the United States. Does that make it better? I don't know.
2: I really don't know. I don't know. Um, yes.
0: Free for a month. Uh, so nice. I'm going to try hard to use it a lot this month just to see... Just to, to get it out and, it and it see best. what's what. After that, though, $17 a month, which Ooh. compared to zero mm. is a lot. It is. Uh, Compared to actually having a personal
2: assistant is not much. No, no, that's that's right. And I don't mind training them up because I've done that with um, uh, Siri. I'll say the word quietly because she's in my pocket um, and she tends to burst into life. I can ask her stuff and she'll actually answer, whereas um, everybody else is Siri as far as I can tell. Uh, doesn't actually kick yeah, in you, because you, they haven't trained her. You've got to stick with it. So, you
0: so x.ai, you can choose an Amy or an Andrew, uh, and I think it's the way of the future. After the break, the apps and websites of the week that you just cannot
2: do without. Back soon. It's Sunday Social. Everything you need to know about social media with Vaughan Davis.
0: And welcome back to Sunday Social. Yes, indeed, don't worry, be happy. There's a bazillion apps out there. Most of them are rubbish, but not the ones we talk about on the show. Isn't that right, Paul?
2: It is. It oh, is, because but we, the we curate them. One. Oh, well, you know, yeah, there's always one outlier, isn't there? There's yes. always the Hector's Dolphin <laughs> outlier. But while we're talking about Hector's Dolphin,
0: I think you and I were talking about this on, on, on Twitter the other day, about
2: uh, lab meat Lab meat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, artificially grown um, uh, fake meat, and and, and, and the logical conclusion.
0: Gonna be, everyone's just going uh, has assumed that it's going to be beef, and pork, and, and yeah. chicken. But, but why not Hector's dolphin?
2: And uh, or or Vaughn. Vaughn. Vaughn lamb shanks. I'd
0: quite like to chew more than my fingernails. That's sometimes. that's right.
2: You know, I uh, there is a. Goat wealth shanks. of opportunity. Goat shanks. goat shanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I tm. I uh, would get in and register that now. Well, I You'd think I absolutely away. would. You know, bring, we'll bring the mower back to life, but only as a steak. Only as <laughs> <It's laughs> a snack food. But why wouldn't you KFC mower? I'd, I'd K- probably. KFM. I'd go and try that. Now, I did actually, you, did, would go and try that. We're, we're, we're digressing entirely. Mm. This
0: is this is this is appropriate. But um, I digress. It's social media news, and one of the things I really believe and you probably do too is that the very best social media by companies happens in a crisis. Mm, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did you see what KFC did this week? They did, they ran out of chicken. Yeah, they ran out of chicken, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is, which is a terrible thing. Yeah. And you know, a lot of companies would. Uh, get, well, if it was a Japanese company, the chairman Somebody would sign and kill would be, himself. That's right. Um, but KFC did something quite different. They they rearranged the letters KFC to put the F at the front and the, the K uh, at the back. The K at the back, mm. and. A, an image of a, a KFC bucket and just an
2: empty KFC bucket. An empty KFC bucket yeah.
0: and just posted it on social media as a
2: mea, yep. mea culpa which is fantastic that's exactly what you want to do you don't want to try and hide from it you don't want to be too corporate you want to remind everyone that actually we're all people here um and sometimes we make mistakes and we feel as bad as we you do yeah
0: exactly we feel your pain hey app of the week um this is one that you i don't know if you recommended it mm. to me but you were, yes you did you tweeted about it, is it i downloaded my fault? it i didn't it didn't work and i blamed you yes but then i restarted my phone and it was fine uh it's a weather app who needs another weather a app? weather app who needs another you weather. do vaughan
2: because this one's gorgeous
0: yeah this one's gorgeous it, it is It's called flow x and wx is actually geek speak or pilot yes speak weather. for weather yeah. So FlowX, Flo or however you say it, um, yet another weather app, but what it does, I just can't believe no one's ever done this before. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 quite clever. So it shows maps now and into the future, but most maps, so there's one of my favourite weather sites is called MetView, Met V U W from the you know, Victoria University of Wellington. It shows, you know, six hours ahead as a map, then 12 hours ahead as a map. This does something different, though, doesn't it?
2: It does, it does, uh, and it does it beautifully. It merges the two together, so you can actually see the way the weather is moving across the country. And I don't know how far in, you've, you've delved into it far oh, go, go, more than I, a I have. It goes a week it ahead. It goes a week ahead. That's fantastic. So rather than go this this map, that map, that map, you drag
0: your finger across your phone or tablet. I think it would be awesome on, on a tablet. On a tablet so yeah. Drag your finger across the phone. And you see the weather animate into the future, so the and lows scroll and,
2: as it goes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really
0: cool. So it, it does um, pressure, which is what you know old weather maps used That's to do. Right. So highs and lows and bits and pieces like that. It does rainfall. It does cloud.
2: It does waves, and it does temperature. And it looks. Just beautiful, and uh, I was talking to the developer. He's only developed it for the Android because uh, that's the phone he uses. So there's no iOS version. Oh, not available
0: there's none for the iPhone. you he just he? so sad. Oh, oh. But
2: uh, uh, I suggested he might like to do that, and he said, "Well, over to you if you want to get funding and go ahead and do it. You go right ahead." And so I'd actually be quite fond of seeing that on my phone, but I can't figure out a way. So to where's make money the developer based? Uh, he's uh, um, a Kiwi guy. He's a he's a Computer scientist who lives in Rarotonga, so he of cares not he at all about uh, my iPhone first-world woes. He says, uh, "Get over yourself. Go and do something about it." So, uh, it's it's a thing of beauty. It looks gorgeous. I like to see it on the TV as the weather um, app map so uh, we could, in the background. They could, so well, they could, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I, ho- I hope glorious. this
0: dude has really good IP protection, intellectual property protection around this this type of interface because yeah. it is. Honestly, I just haven't seen this sort of thing before. It's, no. it's, it's as if you're scrubbing through a movie in a, in a video editor. That's right, suite. scrolling back and forth
2: across yeah. it. And, and, yeah, it looks just gorgeous. You're right, the bigger the screen, the better it looks. Uh, yeah. And you can zoom in all over the world and find out tides and waves. Oh, it's the thing because of all, that's the thing of
0: weather. All, all these computer models, uh, unless you're in New Zealand, in which case you have to pay through the nose for our government's own data, um, all these weather models are open source. So that's right, you, r- r- you just jump on in on the uh, on the top of it which i think is really really cool hey one thing you need good weather for just to close mm. one thing you need really good weather for is flying a drone you don't want to fly a drone in a storm
2: no no uh, although on a sunny day when you're following the girls in the bikinis you can get into trouble flying your drone
0: well unless you are the girl in the bikini yourself so this is i feel i feel a bit um mm, I'm, I'm jinxing it but uh the <laughs> autonomous selfie drone the autonomous selfie drone is here again. Do you remember Lily? Did I do
2: remember me- Lily. She was gorgeous. Tiny little thing, sat in the palm of your hand, flew around yeah. and followed you,
0: filming yeah. everything you did. Yeah. Yeah, so never Lily happened. So Lily was an autonomous selfie drone. It looked like it chrome and beautiful and about the size of a saucer. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you just threw it up in the air, it flew, and it followed you while you did cool things. Um... In the video, hundreds of thousands of people, including me, around the world, thought, "Oh, I'm going pre- pre- to yep. order one of those." So we sent away our several hundred dollars, and then the company went bust because, frankly, all the stuff they were trying to do was impossible. Well, it's a year. <laughs> la- it's a year later now, and impossible is chicken feed. That's right. It's the future. Yeah. So um, there's a company called Skydio, S K Y D O D I O. So Sky Diorama. Sky, Skydio. Skydio. That probably yeah, makes sense in a yeah, way that probably. I don't understand. Marketing. They've got one. Uh, it looks a lot more... It looks like a kind of a flying milk crate, I suppose, but a small oh, one. It's a bit bigger. So, well, no, smaller. A smaller? M- smaller than a milk smaller crate. Smaller than a milk but crate. But it's sort of open lattice plastic right, right, construction right. rather than the chromey thing. Yeah. Um, it apparently does everything that Lily was <laughs> promising to do. So the idea is you launch it and you go do something cool for about mm, 12 minutes because it's yeah, as long, as, long as it lasts. life. And it follows you either from behind or in front Just of like you. in front. Uh, avoids things like trees and power lines and all I that it jazz. It's got an array of laser beams oh. to, to map oh, out its environments beams.
2: In, in 3D. And it films you doing cool stuff. Um, if you're doing cool stuff. Yeah, there's the thing. That's always the problem with me. That is totally um, yeah. the problem with
0: me. Um, I do lots of cool stuff in my head, but no yep. drone can go there. No. I do cool stuff in my aeroplane, but
2: no drone but no can drone follows you there? Go there no, 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 no. Uh, I do laundry. Um,
0: and I do cool. yeah. I I I I'm I'm big and soaking my whites. I'm getting really good oh, at Oh, look With a nappy, uh, oh, nappy sand Got to do that. Uh, there should be an app for that. There is. There uh, is. Ah, yeah. oh, goodness um, me. Anyway, it ships apparently in 3 to 5 weeks from uh skydio.com. It costs the earth. Really? Which is probably an advantage over yeah. uh, over Lily because Lily was suspiciously cheap. You. Yeah. Um, it costs two thousand four hundred and ninety nine. Oh, there's mm. a dollar off. Oh. Uh, US. It ships in three to five weeks, and uh, if you do cool things and want to be filmed while doing them for twelve minutes. Yeah. Don't say. Don't
2: say. I told you to spend the money, but um, Skydio could well be the way to go. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I can see no downside of people filming me as I wander around the place doing stuff. And, inc- and, and, you've got three, and you've
0: got three to five weeks to uh, to work out what are you going
2: to do that's cool enough to actually... Get a hobby. Get through. a life. I yeah. shall get a life and then get a drone. Get
0: a life, get a drone starting tonight. Hey, thanks so much, Paul Brislin, for uh, joining me tonight. Anytime. Always good. And uh, John McRae from Let's Play Live. Coming up, Mr Graham Hill on the weekend variety wireless. Big thanks to my tech producer, Sarah O'Dwyer. I'm Vaughn Davis. Nighty night.